What's going on, podcast family? I'm Spencer Davis, the host of the Church Voice Podcast, here with my co-host. Tyler Rhodes, what up, y'all? Yes, yes, and we're back with another one for you guys. I say the same thing every week. Another and one. And another one. Another one. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> DJ Collins? Another one. I think so. I think so. But yeah, so we're back with another episode for you guys. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. But uh, before we get into it, we got to shout out our sponsor. All right, Christian Center Church. This is the place where we work. We we, uh, we spend our 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 days here um, and we just love it over here. So check us out at christiancenter.org. Um, you can check the podcast out at church-voice-podcast. And um, and yeah, check out sermons. We got a bunch of stuff going on. So, uh, so yeah, we're just so grateful to be able to do this uh, here at the church and have their support. So also... We want to shout out our producer. What was yeah. Austin Lance, man? He does such a great job every single week, and he so, cleans this mess up, man. Man, every week he'll probably clean up something that I just said. You ain't lying. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we we just appreciate him as well. So uh, so yeah, Pastor Tyler, how's uh, how's things going, man? Oh man, I'm struggling. You're struggling. Why yeah, you struggling? Last struggling. week you said you were fantastic. <laughs> now we're struggling. What's going Wednesday, on? Wednesday got me down, man. Really? Yeah. Like, like down like energy wise or like what happened just down in general okay um and i'll tell you why okay <laughs> it, uh, so there's a story here all right i'm just gonna go ahead and hop got into you. it okay? got you uh, i ain't even gonna ask you how you do i'm gonna hop into yeah, my that's story right. I'm, about, I'm doing great tell you about i'm, my I'm fantastic this week so i'll let you i'll let you go <laughs> so uh after service we had service here on wednesday mm -hmm. afterwards uh my wife goes and gets my daughter from the nursery yeah brings her back down and i was like oh how'd she do because you know she had like so many other kids struggled in the nursery yes. she'd yes. be in there like 15 minutes no i hear her i hear off. parker oh yeah she's like oh yeah <laughs> i think everybody hears her <laughs> she gets after it she's got a little bit of my attitude which hey, is really she's got scary. one of those no joke type of cries <laughs> like no i'm not playing i'm not playing yeah. around yeah and she only does it when she's mad or like yeah. upset. Like oh, she's sure. not just a whiner. Like no. she's angry. No. And yeah. she will let you know. So, and and Dentine says, oh yeah, Parker did good. All these kind of things. And she goes, one of the reasons she did good is because she likes a little boy in there. Ooh. And I was like, who is this child? <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> Point him out to me. Who's his daddy? <laughs> Who's his kid's daddy? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, well, it was a little boy named Shane. Oh, Shane Michael. Yeah. Shane Michael. Uh -huh. And she shows me a video of Parker in the nursery crying. Shane walks over to her. Mm. Swept her turns off. Turns the cry off immediately. S swept her off And her starts feet. laughing, reaching for the child. Yeah, right. Then he walks away and she starts walking away behind him. And like, she can barely walk. I mean, she's what? taking like 12 steps. She starts walking away behind him. And I'm like, what is this madness? What is happening? Like, so are you telling me... <laughs> Are you telling me Shane is trying to take daddy's place as the yeah, man in her pretty life? Pretty much. And pretty much. was like, calm I down. Think, I think that I think I think the worst part is that she stopped crying. It, it's the stop immediately. Crying. Yeah, it's the stop crying that's like, yo, okay, all right. Immediately. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your wife was in there, wasn't she? Wasn't yeah. Taylor in the nursery? Yeah, she didn't tell me about it though. Okay. So, yeah. but she saw it. Yeah. She is an eyewitness <laughs> to this video. And I'm Who was there? I'm, Who saw it? I'm gonna this go around and question them all. <laughs> tell me what you saw. Tell me what happened. Tell me if it was appropriate. Right. And so the last few days, this probably don't have nothing to do with Shane, but I'm creating this narrative in my mind. The last few days she has only wanted Dentine and not me. 
Wow. She's barely went to me. Wow. Thursday and She's then got another man this in morning. Life, bro. There's an there's your, another man in her life. One year old daughter. Shane better watch himself. <laughs> Shane is is Matt and and Kiri's yes. son. Listen, he? that young man, a couple here. He he is he is he's got such a positive attitude. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Listen, he better listen. He's at church every week in the nursery. Okay, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I'm gonna go talk to Matt and be like, Matt, listen, you better make sure Shane's got himself together when he comes up in that nursery. <laughs> He's a good kid, man. He's a good kid. So we've got yeah. a we've got another. Uh, sounds like we've got another toddler crush. In, exactly. In, in now building. what? And Riley, your son. What was it? Was it Anna? Yeah, Anna. The little girl that yeah. you like. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if anything's come of it because if 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 Riley's anything like me, he plays the shy game. You know, where it's like, you know, you just play it cool and just kind of look and like, you know, Shane you, better play it cool. Think, no, Shane ain't playing it cool. He he's he went up to her. He did. And got her to stop crying. So you've got more to worry about than I do. I think I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like so. that's is it is it bad that like the second thought when when Dentine and I found out that we were having a girl, mm-hmm. which was funny anyway, because we yeah. were convinced it was a boy, totally convinced. And. When, when we found out it was a girl, the first thing I thought was, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm about to put every boy in a hundred mile radius (laughs) on notice that I will kill you. (laughs) Okay, pastor. (laughs) Like that title pastor goes out the window. That's so funny. Daddy title steps up. That's so funny, man. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. No. Yeah, and here I am, like, woohoo. I know. Woo-hoo. You're like, yeah. Who's go, Anna? Go, Tell me about her. <laughs> I'm over here about to throw up. <laughs> Your whole week is ruined. It's yeah. Friday. Ruined. Oh, ruined. my gosh. That's hilarious. I don't know when. It, probably the only way I'll be able to get over it is just confront Shane. Yeah. I've just got to confront He's him. He's a toddler. Just... <laughs> he, <doesn't>, he, <laughs> he has no idea. I got to go check him. I'm not going to lie to let, you. Let the boy. He's just running his game, all right? Let him run his game. All right. No, obviously, I'm joking. No, I don't. It's not ruining, know. Not ruining my week, but <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I'm not going to lie to you. I really wasn't ready for yeah. it. Like, it was just, it was funny to like me. Like I said, the stop crying thing. That's serious. That is serious. That's serious. You know what? If Shane helps her stay in the nursery, Shane is daddy approved. Oh, well, because I've heard that girl cry. (laughs) So to stop that cry is like, okay, that's significant. Yeah, yeah. That's significant. So usually it's only mommy. Yeah. Every once in a while, daddy. Yeah. That can stop that cry. Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And Shane, like, I mean, I got to show you the video because Shane walks up smiles at her mm-hmm. boom cries gone wow yeah that's deep yeah that's deep uh, I, i'm just gonna leave that there because i can keep going i'm just i'm just gonna you you yeah i'll let you wrestle with that yeah, yeah. oh i am you, you gonna have to wrestle through that talk about um, a dark night of the soul yeah. <laughs> we come out last week gosh <laughs> that's rough that's rough um so okay so now so <laughs> I'm trying to get through that. Collect yourself. After um, that. But before we get into our topic, all right, so I'm because you've been talking for a little while. I'm going to let you keep going uh-huh. because um, I want you to share because we, we've we been talking about reviews. OK, um, first of all, again, thank you all for 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 listening. Um, and listen, if you're if you're listening and you enjoy this podcast, you've listened to the other episodes, um, leave us a review. Show us show us your heart uh, through a review. But but we've got a review. It's not a it's not necessarily a written review, but I thought that it was 
uh, significant. So, so if you want to just share, cause we've been getting a lot of good feedback from people around us and, and, and we really appreciate it cause we really want to put things out that are, that are beneficial for the body of Christ. I think that's our, that's our whole mission is building the body of Christ through a variety of voices and specifically historical voices. And so, um, but we got a review and, and go ahead and give all the context behind it. Cause it's going to sound really biased at it first, <laughs> but go ahead and give that review. Tell us, tell us what, what this individual, uh, said about, about the podcast. Yeah. So this review came from, from my mother. Now <laughs> that is going to sound biased. Don't right turn there. the podcast <laughs> off. It's, it's okay. <laughs> there is important context here. Yeah. The, the context is this number one, just the dynamics of my family in general. Yeah. We, and you, and you've met us a few times and yes. been around us. So yes. you've seen this on some level. We are one of the realest families I've ever 100%. seen that we keep it real. Yeah. It does not matter that I'm son and that that's mom or that's dad or that's brother. Like we just, we keep it real. Yeah. We've just always been honest with one another. So I, I would think a review from a stranger is more biased than a review from my own family. I can see that. And I would tell you that because when in the early days of this podcast, when we we did things a different way, yeah. had a different niche, was really trying to find ourselves in that moment. My dad called me one day and he was like, dude, I listened to two episodes. It's unbearable. <laughs> it is unbearable. Yeah. You guys are awful. <laughs> and either you got to change or you got to quit. Yeah. Because it's awful. Yeah. But he wasn't wrong. No, he I wasn't. I mean, we were he trying wasn't. to find, 100%, and it just, it, there, it was cringy, and yeah. I, and it's fine. It was. That's why we deleted them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're like nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And and so, but he was right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he didn't mean to mean, he was just telling me the truth. So my mom calls me the other day, and she, <laughs> my mom doesn't do that very often. Right. Her and I just ain't phone people. So we don't, we don't call each other a whole lot. My dad calls almost every day because he's just that way. <laughs> but me and my mom ain't like that. So when she calls, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, either this is great news or somebody's dead. And I pick up the phone and she's like, Tyler. And I'm like, somebody died. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, what's going on? <laughs> what's right? You start off saying Tyler. Yeah. I'm like, oh, geez. So she, she proceeds to say, that she loved the podcast that we did on time management with Lady Maxwell. Okay. And she said that last 15 to 20 minutes where we talked about guilt versus grace when it yeah. comes to time management, that Jesus has given us an invitation yeah. uh, to center our lives around being with him instead of saying, I feel like I need to do better. I'm trying harder. Right. I'm striving Right. Because that approach won't work. Yeah. And she said that that ministered to her so much. Now, my mom, my parents have been pastors for over 30 years. Yeah. So, and that's senior pastoring. They were in ministry in other capacities before that. Mm. And so they've got a lot of experience. Yeah. And it's very rare that I hear my mom say, I needed that. Mm. She, I think she and my dad have heard more sermons, I think, than yeah. maybe anybody in history. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who fit, you know, a similar category to them. But, it's just very rare I hear her say, I needed that. And yeah. she told me, she said, son, I needed what you guys talked about. And she said, I'm going to make sure that your dad listens to it. Yeah. Because I know he needs it too. Yeah. Because that's an area we want to improve Praise in. Praise God. And the, yeah. and the guilt 
consciousness is not going to get us there. Yeah. So that that was really encouraging. It's huge, to me. man. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. So I just I I wanted to share that because again, that's the goal, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the goal is is because I know I know that we're we're being changed yes. <laughs> as we have these conversations and and so hopefully it's it's helping it's helping you all as as you listen as well. So exactly. So yeah, I just I appreciate you sharing that and mm-hmm. and and again knowing your people. I'm like, okay, that's like, when you give me feedback from them, I'm like, okay, I know, I know that's legit. Just like I know, hey, you guys are trash. I know, I know that was legit and we knew we were trash at the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I appreciate that. So, but listen, I'm going to, I'm going to transition right away because, um, I feel like we got a lot today and and I want to make sure that we can, uh, we can get there. So, so um we we had hinted uh like a few episodes ago um about about bringing up health and wellness and and specifically more so diet and nutrition in reference to the body of Christ or re- in reference like for the Christian. And so I want you to kind of open it up with with a quote that you found um from a pretty significant uh Christian voice in history. Um, and then, and then I'll take it and we'll, we'll talk about, um, another individual and kind of his impact on, on this, on this subject of, uh, diet and nutrition. So, yeah, I think this is the first time ever that the quote that we're interacting with is not the same as the guest yes. that we're interacting with. So the quote is from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about him at some point. So I'm really For not sure. going to talk a lot about who he is, you know, um, you know, if, if one of if one of you listeners doesn't know, you can just look him up. There's a lot on him, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. But he said this, and he so to you and I, Spencer. This this quote really showed us why we were going to talk about health and wellness. Because yeah. I feel I feel unqualified every episode yeah. to talk about what we're talking yeah. about. But this one's probably the most mm. that I've felt uneasy about. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna get real <laughs> later and share about why I feel uneasy. Yeah. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna say that. But just for now, just to say this quote gave us the why behind sharing about health and wellness. Hundred percent. So in his letters and papers from prison. Bonhoeffer defined health as the strength to be, saying that health is the ability to pursue our life story without insurmountable obstruction from illness. Mm. So he was saying health and wellness is is the bodily strength you need to fulfill God's assignment for you. And that hit us both. Yeah. And so I know that you're going to talk about, you know, who our guest is, and we're going to use Dietrich Bonhoeffer's quote as like a jumping off point yes. to share about health and wellness yeah. and this the impact that this guest had um, on the world and on us as yeah. we read as we read up on him. But that's why we want to share because we want to. I don't want my body to fail me in trying to fulfill what God is having to fulfill. Hundred percent. And that's and this is and so this is something that's so personal and so like real for me right now. Me too. And and so um so I'm just going to talk about our guest and our guest today is is a man by the name of uh Sylvester Graham. 
Okay, you can call him Reverend Sylvester Graham because he was uh, he lived between July 5th, 1794. So he was born on July 5th, 1794 um, and died on September 11th, 1851. All right. And this guy was a he was a Presbyterian minister and dietary reformer. Okay, so he dealt um, with constant. So just to kind of give context to why he got into what he got into. So at an early age, he dealt with constant sickness. Um, and, and it was his wife. So when he met his wife, he was dealing with this. And and I don't know what the sickness was exactly, but obviously he was, he was always ill. And so, uh, when he met his wife, his wife actually nursed him back to health and, and it was her influence and help that really spurred on his work and his ministry, um, in the future, especially behind, uh, food and nutrition. So he worked and interestingly enough, and I think this is so relevant for us, but he worked during, um, his, he worked and ministered during the cholera pandemic. So cholera was like sweeping through Europe and he's in, he's in America, obviously. Um, and so there was this fear of that pandemic in Europe coming to America, which eventually it did. Um, and so he worked during the cholera pandemic and he was considered, this is, this is where it gets, it gets interesting. So he's considered one of the fathers of vegetarianism. Huh? Yeah. So he, he's considered one of the big, big proponents of vegetarianism in the United States. Um, and so his emphasis was on milling and baking at home. Um, and because of this emphasis, interestingly enough, he was hated by bakers, butchers, and the medical establishment. Like, like really hated for what he was teaching people mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And, and really it was it was all holistic and doing things at home and and you know, obviously vegetarian, you know, but but yeah, the butchers and bakers and and medical people hated him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what milling is. Milling. So that's like making your own flour. Oh, okay. So, so he, he believed like his, his big thing was, was doing all of your own milling of your own flour at home so that there's no additives, no, 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 nothing added to that flour. It's just, it's pure. So his big thing was purity, both mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, everything Mm -hmm. like purity was his thing. So when, and this is where it got interesting. So when cholera hit New York, in 1832, the people who followed his advice appeared to thrive, right? So people saw that the people who were doing what he said to do were doing well through this cholera pandemic and his and his, his fame exploded after that. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think it's so deep when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but then, so here's, so with that, right, here's our fun fact which I think everybody will, you know, hopefully you think it's interesting, (laughs) but, um, but the fun fact is this. So as his fame spread, right, there was a movement called Grahamism, um, obviously coined after his last name, but the people inspired by his preaching began to develop, um, and market Graham flour, Graham bread, and believe it or not, guys, Graham crackers mind blown mind blown right because i had no idea like you just say graham cracker but this is the guy who influenced the graham cracker yeah i had no idea yes yes so so but unfortunately he didn't he didn't invent it nor did he market it nor did he make any money off of it no really i know it's it's really unfortunate but like it wasn't like his thing but because of grahamism 
you know, people made the graham cracker, but this is the guy who, who put it together um, and who influenced that. So, but he also influenced other Americans, including John Harvey Kellogg, right? The maker of cornflakes and the name behind the Kellogg's brand. Stop it. I'm, I'm serious. This guy is a heavy hitter. Like you don't That's realize crazy. it. Yeah, but yeah, Sylvester Graham. He's a heavy <laughs> hitter, dude. He's a heavy hitter. Um, so I wanted to bring this guy up um, to, to really just start a conversation because we don't really have a quote from him. I just wanted to kind of give the context because he was, he was big on obviously vegetarianism, um, a vegetarianism with bread. So they allowed bread into their diet and everything, but this guy was really strict about diet and nutrition and, and just living a healthy lifestyle. And he was a minister and so this, this is something that has been so deeply personal to me because I've come to the revelation recently that, and we've talked a lot about this off, off, off the microphones, but I've come to the revelation recently um, that my deepest and, and sometimes darkest points, both emotionally and spiritually, where where I'm in this place where I'm not hearing from God, I'm not focused, I'm not I'm not hitting the points that I need to hit. I'm not ministering effectively. I'm I'm not in that I'm not in a good headspace and I'm not in a good workspace or or any kind of space. Even relationally, I'm not in a good space whether with my wife or with other individuals or whatever. I've noticed that in in the in my lowest times in these lowest seasons um Food, like nutrition and hydration is is directly correlated with that season. And so I've I've had to notice within myself that when I'm eating, like <laughs> I mean, like I've gone through seasons where I'm eating nothing but fried food and drinking whatever, not whatever, pop, you know, juice, whatever, you know. Um, but like I've noticed that in those seasons, in those in those lowest seasons, mentally, emotionally, it, it it there's there's a factor of nutrition and hydration that I'm not I'm not attributing to. Like I'm not thinking about, and I'm eating whatever, I'm drinking whatever, and I and I just I get into these places where it's just not healthy, and I'm not getting a lot done, and I'm not I'm not I'm just not thriving, and so um, I've had to just really take a serious look at how I'm eating and what I'm drinking and and really just think about it as a whole because I feel like this is a this is a dry area within the church. I feel like there's you know we're we're looking at the world and and people are are buying programs and diets and this and that and and we're not talking about nutrition and hydration constantly um, with, with people, with, with in, in discipleship groups or whatever, I just feel like this has to be a conversation that is at the forefront and not on the back end of our Christian faith. Because again, we're talking about fulfilling, Bonhoeffer talked about fulfilling our purpose. And, and I realized like, I can't get to my purpose. I can't do what God really wants me to do. And even when you're talking about spiritual disciplines, prayer, whatever, like you're not going to get there if if you are not healthy if you're not giving your body what it needs 
in order to thrive and to and to function even in a spiritual capacity it, it, it's just it's gonna everything's gonna fall by the wayside if if this area is not taken care of and and so I just wanted to just kind of start that conversation because I'm not a professional but I'm no, I'm I'm walking I'm trying to walk this thing out I mean even right now I'm 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 not I'm not eating meat you know and I'm just I'm I'm really trying to focus on on giving my body as uh, the nutrition and hydration that it needs and I'll be honest with you I started this week and I feel just in the last five days, I feel completely different than I did last week. Cause I, I have these off and on seasons. And when I'm, when I'm on, it's like when I'm, when I'm on the nutrition and hydration, I feel like a completely different individual. I feel like my mind is sharper. My folk, my thoughts are better. My, everything is, is just firing on all cylinders. And so and I just I got I wanted to start this conversation on the body. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm stumbling a little bit, but but I just I wanted to put a focus on nutrition and hydration for this episode. So yeah, and I I so I thought of knowing that this was coming. I thought a lot about my own journey too. Yeah, just like you did, because since we're not experts, then really the only thing we can share is what Scripture says about the body and our own experience. Yeah. And so I thought about how I don't believe that we can be disciplined in one area of life. Let's say disciplined spiritually and and not disciplined in other areas. 100%. Because our, our being, like all the components that make up who we are, because it's so interconnected that I just don't see... And I'm not saying there's not progress, and I'm not saying there's not certain things God works on us with in certain seasons. But I think overall, it would be hard for me to say that I'm spiritually healthy, but emotionally unhealthy, yeah. or spiritually healthy and physically unhealthy. 100%. And that's a journey that I've been on. Yeah. Because I have, the Lord has been showing me the links between my, that, beating my body into subjection, like Paul says, and treating my body like the temple that it is. Yeah. And treating my soul and my heart the same way. Right. And I'm I was reminded of when Jesus said the first greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare that I think about loving God with all my strength. Yeah. And it honestly, I made the connection in my mind Whenever I read Bonhoeffer's quote, mm. because he said he said health and wellness is the strength to be to be yep. And so loving God with all my strength has to do with the strength and the physicality that comes from my body. That one of the ways I love Him is by being disciplined in in hydration and nutrition, like you said. And I know I am not there. Mm. So this is, and I want to say this too, yeah. because I fought so much because I I did not want to say what I'm about to say. Matt, you're you're going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Um, That's a natural theme. Like when I have conversations is. with you, you're like, yeah. I wasn't going to say this, yeah. but I'm going to yeah. say it. <laughs> I tend, I tend, yeah. Um, this is not two skinny guys telling people to get skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, you're skinny, yeah. but that, but even that, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that is the discipline is there. That's not a picture of exactly. Health. Um, I am not skinny, mm -hmm. not skinny at all. I'm fat in heart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. 
Well, and that's, and I don't want to get on this, but that's really what gluttony means. Oh yeah. Is this is not the condition of somebody's yep. body first and foremost, yep. it's the condition of their heart. So in 2012, when I went into college, I was 170 pounds between 165 and 170. And right now I weigh between 245 and 250. So that's what, 80 or so pounds yeah. over however many, seven, eight years, whatever that is, or nine years, whatever it is since then. And uh, the most that I've ever weighed, I've never said this before. I'm not even 100% sure if Dentine knows this. I'm not sure. But the most I ever weighed was 283 pounds. Mm. And I remember stepping on the scale one day and I saw that number and I just started crying. Mm. And I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not, not an expressive, a emotional dude a like that. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, and that's not a badge of honor for me. That's no, just no. my personality. Yeah. That's just the way, the way that it is. And I thought, I thought, what am I going to do? How do you reverse almost a decade of bad habits and, and all of a sudden get better? And, and I'm not, and I am smaller than I was then, but I, I'm nowhere near where I, I know I need to be and should be. And so that the guilt grace conversation we had about time management to me is even applicable to the body. Yes. That if, if I beat myself up about being obese, then I'm going to take comfort in eating and just continue to gain weight and continue to get worse and continue not to be disciplined. But it's that Jesus is giving me an invitation yeah. to change my whole being. Right. That it's not just my heart he wants to transform. It's not just my soul. It's not just my mind. But he wants to transform my body too. And he'll give me the grace, all of us the grace, uh, to be able to make those changes. And I wanted to make sure to hit that because oftentimes health and wellness conversations come out as condescending. Yeah. And that is certainly not our not heart at all. as we're addressing not at all. these things. Yeah, because the, the revelation that I came to was it's found in Proverbs where it says that a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without, without walls, walls, right? Yeah. And so the revelation that I came to is that like, yeah, we think of self-control as, okay, you're not <laughs> like, let's get real. You're not like smoking cigarettes, drinking beer and watching porn. Like, you know, like, right. let's be real. Mm -hmm. Like we think of self-control in that way, but we don't think of self-control about uh, as far as what goes into our body, about what we're eating, about, right. about being able to drink water and not mm -hmm. a bunch of pop. And, I, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm the first one guilty. Right. But what I learned in, in that scripture hit me so hard because I learned, okay, wait, if I'm not having self-control in this area and for a city to be broken into and left without walls, the context of that is that is that obviously cities had walls mm -hmm. back in back in the times when that was written. So a city without walls is defenseless and open to attack, yep. right? You cannot one you can't see attacks from afar, right? Cuz you don't have you don't have the height of the wall and, and people watching and and two, if that attack comes, you have no defense for it. Right. Right. And so the revelation that I came to was that was that, OK, because of how I'm eating, because of the fact that I'm not drinking enough water, I'm, I'm eating all this fried food. I mean, everything, you know, I mean, and really like I, I can honestly say in those seasons, I am I am 100 percent gluttonous. Like, and, and I am fat in heart, like, yeah. <laughs> like true, like to keep it real. And uh -huh. I will eat anything that comes across my path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I may not gain weight, but, but here's, here's what's being affected is my mind, my emotions and my, and my spirit. And so I'm being left. And what I'm trying to say is that like a city broken into left without walls, 
if we are not taking care of our body, we are we are leaving ourselves open to attack. And what I've learned is that is that yeah, again, I may my attack may not be gaining weight, but my attack is I will get so downtrodden mentally and and emotionally that I find myself in places I have no business being. And the enemy is playing games in my head, telling me lies. I begin to believe those lies. I function in those lies. And then I end up in a place that I have no business being. And it's because I've left myself open to that attack because I can't have self-control and what's going into my body. Yep. And so I just, I feel like this is such a, a a point that we, that we have to like grab a hold of. And, and, and I'm, I'm to a point where it's like, wait, there, like, I think, and, and I get extreme, I get extreme <laughs> in my thinking, but I'm like, man, we have a path, even in ministry, right? We have, we have pastors for, for marriage counseling. We have pastors for discipleship. We have pastors for, you know, everything else. But like, in my opinion, I feel like there should be like a full-time health and wellness pastor at every church at this point. I'm not going to toss out that idea. Because, well, because it's a conversation that we're not having enough. Mm -hmm. And like, we talk about, we can talk about spiritual things so easily and we can talk about mental health so easily and we can talk about all these different things but but could it be that like a large majority of our struggles both spiritually mentally and emotionally can come from the nutrition that we're not getting in our bodies Mm -hmm. and it's such a it's such a passion for me because i get there like Mm -hmm. i get to the point where it's like do i have a mental disorder like (laughs) for me it's focus Mm -hmm. like I go, when I'm not eating well, when I'm not feeding my brain what it needs to be fed, because food is, it, food feeds your brain. Right. I have focus issues. I feel like I straight up, like I, I feel like I straight up have like ADHD. Like I can't, I can't focus. I'm all over the place. I'm here. I'm there. I'm forgetting things. Da da da. And so I start to think like, yo, am I, is, is there something wrong with my brain? And, but, but then as I, as I begin to, take a look and and evaluate my food, my nutrition. I say, okay. And and then I start doing something about it. My focus goes up. My, my ability to get tasks done go. I mean, everything, all those, all those change. And again, if we're talking spiritually, if, if you want to be spiritually disciplined, you have to be physically disciplined. My, my affinity toward prayer is is huge. Like like I want I would love to pray for for hours on end and, and and spend that time and and really seek the Lord, but I realize like unless I get my body in order, unless I really I really take seriously my health and my nutrition, that that deep seeking of the Lord is is not going to happen because I don't have the strength to be. There you go. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the strength to be where I'm supposed to be, I don't have the strength to be in his presence. Like, and so it's just so important to me. And I, and again, I know I'm spinning circles and I don't have like hard facts, but I want us to just like, my encouragement is just to, for, for all of us to just take a hard look and really 
really take a hard look at at what we're doing physically. And I and I'm not even talking exercise right now. I'm just talking what we're eating. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at this example of of Sylvester Graham. The people who kept, you know, who heeded his advice, cholera hit New York and they were like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and people and it wasn't just them saying it. It was people observing like, wait, they're thriving. And obviously that made Sylvester Graham rather famous, but like, look at the evidence. They were they were strict about no meat. And and again, I'm not saying go meatless. I'm not saying go vegan. Yeah, I ain't I'm doing not, that. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, like even right. when I was vegan, mm-hmm. I wasn't vegan for you know because I was like you know really concerned about the animal. Kid. Like that wasn't my thing. I was really trying to be healthy. But like, and I'm not saying that's for everybody. But look at the evidence. Even just in this example, they were thriving and people noticed that and it and it and it became this acclaimed and, and this fame. And I'm not saying that's what we do it for. Right. But to be able to thrive in the midst of chaos, to be able to thrive in the midst of struggle, to be able to thrive even in the midst of a real attack, you've got that self-control and you've got that protection around you. You've got your mind is protected by what you feed it, you know, both physically and and mentally. And so, um, again, I just want us to take a hard look at this, this conversation behind nutrition and, and hydration within the context of the body of Christ. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to say, and I started down this trail earlier talking about our being and how it's all interconnected, but I think a visual may help as we start to say, okay, what is a conversation about health and wellness from a Christian perspective, what does that even look like? Well, because, and here's my problem, mm-hmm. is that we're looking, th- this is something the, the world is getting right. And it's important that we continue talking about it and continuing to look at this from a from a biblical, Christ-like perspective. So it's not to say it's not condemning. And like you said, what, what you do is for you. It works for you. Yeah. What Dentine and I do, you know, works for us. And, and that's really the way that it has to go. But about the being, we tend to look at our being like a pie chart. And and I used to think this way, that there's a sliver over here that's body, there's a sliver that's mind, there's a sliver that's soul, and there's a sliver that's heart. And I think when we do that, we 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 do ourselves a disservice because we think that I can put time in and discipline into one area, but it doesn't affect the other areas. And I think that that's wrong, like you and I have talked about. I think it's important that we look at our being more like a Venn diagram, that every circle of mind, body, soul, and heart is is interconnected. So if we're taking the analogy of the city without walls, let's say there's four walls around a city, and each wall represents one of the four parts of our being. Uh, A lot of people say beings are three parts, and I I don't mind that. I, I prefer the term four, but... So let's say it's it's body, mind, soul, and spirit or heart. I would equate those two things, but we're not going to get into all that. <laughs> so let's say that those represent the four walls. So for for so long in my life, even up until now, that that body wall has been broken into. Yeah, and mine so too. Mine even too. if the wall of the mind and the heart and the soul is up, if the body wall's broken into, my city is still a city without a wall. 100%. Like I'm I'm still susceptible in these other areas because that wall has right. been broken into. And so now we just have to submit ourselves before Christ 
and say, God, I'm, I'm asking you to give me something that works for me. Mm. I don't want the latest fad right, or, right, or the right. latest diet. Like I, I don't, you know, I don't want that. I, I want you to tell me what works for me. And Dentine and I have been on that journey really, you know, throughout 2020 and into 2021. And, and we haven't gotten a long ways. By no means is it like a, is, is an area that we would call strong. I think we would both certainly say it's still weak, but it is better because we've just sought him and said, okay, what is it that works for us? Like, what can we do on a daily basis to hydrate ourselves, uh, to get the right nutrients and to exercise those things? Like, what is what is a model for life that works for us? Yeah. Because diets come and go, but but lifestyle changes is what sticks with us. Yes. So we're thinking, okay, how how do we do this? Yeah. And so and he's begun to put the right things in the right places, uh, and we do something called carb cycling. So we cycle between days of of low carbs and high carbs and it it really and when we're doing it and doing it well i mean i feel like i'm firing on all cylinders like what you talked about yep Uh, but even then either one of the two things that we do it it may not it may not work for whoever our listeners are so we would just encourage you to ask the holy spirit in prayer and to search the scriptures god what can i do better Mm -hmm. okay i'm i'm not asking you know, to be a, a beach model or be on GQ right, magazine. Right. I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking for you to help me treat my body like the temple yeah. it is. And and for all areas of my being, for me to be serious about all of those things. Yeah. Well, because again, going back to the Bonhoeffer quote, the, the goal is for you to have the strength to be. Exactly. The strength to be. And that's and that's the the primary thing. But yeah, so and and I wanted to I wanted to highlight what you said. You said something about lifestyle. It and and so it's it's great because I'm still trying to adopt the lifestyle because to me it's still it still becomes this seasonal thing, this off and on thing. But if you look scripturally, even um if you look at let's let's use someone like Daniel, right? So we all know the Daniel fast. We know that like that's that's something that we do at the beginning of the year is 21 days, blah, 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 blah. And that's great. But if you look at Daniel, it never says that Daniel stopped the Daniel fast, right? How he ate was his lifestyle. That that was that was who he was. And if you look scripturally, even at the 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 nation of Israel, I mean like God had a specific way that that he wanted them to eat. Now, I'm not saying that we have to eat according to the Bible. That's right. not what I'm saying. But whatever it is that works for you, whatever it is, wherever God leads you in that, make it a lifestyle because, because it's a life. Daniel had a, a life of fasting. It wasn't a, a Daniel fast. He was, he was, he had a lifestyle. His whole life was, was a fast. How he ate, how, how disciplined he was and what he put in his body was critically important to, to what he was doing. And he had a lot on his plate, you know? And so for, in order for us to get to that purpose, to, to really maximize our potential in Christ, we have to understand that we have to adopt that kind of lifestyle, a fasting kind of lifestyle where we are disciplined in what we eat, not just for a season, but all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that's something that I don't got, oh, you know, and, and, and like, and I fear like, yeah, I'm eating just vegetables right now and blah, 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 and doing what I'm doing. But like, I, I don't, I pray that that lasts, 
you know, but every time you pick it up, you know, the prayer is that Lord, let, let this last, let this become a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's so that I can, so that I can be, have the strength to be really. Well, and seasonal things, they can set you up for those changes. So it's, it's not to say that diets are bad or seasonal things are bad because they can set you up. But what's hard is that, and I think this is part of what you're saying and part of what I'm saying too, is that the the off and on of of what we are doing may not be that big of a deal. But it's first of all, it's it's why I'm doing it. And then two, am I disciplined in doing it? So the back and forth for us has been, you know, eating terribly, feeling terribly, yep. gaining weight, yep. feeling bad, those kind of things, and then doing well. So the doing poorly and doing well is is not what should be seasonal. But but those those lifestyle changes and helping us to progress in discipline is is what should remain there. And I think that's something that's important. And I'm so glad you brought up fasting because that is one of the greatest ways to to curb our self-indulgence. 100%. To say no to our flesh, yeah. no to our desires by saying yes to Christ. And you and you know how big of a fan I am of John Wesley, and I'm sure every listener <laughs> probably does too. But he and the Methodist uh, instituted this structure of life where they would fast every Wednesday and Friday mm. until sundown. And I've thought about taking that on, and I, I never have because I didn't want to do it just because John Wesley did it, yeah, or I didn't want to do it because the attitude of my heart was off, or to make it a religious exercise. Right. But just because something is consistent doesn't mean it's religion. Mm-hmm. Just because something is consistent doesn't mean it's ritual. Right. Sometimes it's just disciplined routine. Yeah. So we have to be careful because because we don't want to become Pharisees. Yeah. Sometimes we go a little too far and say any kind of routine like, you know, taking the Lord's supper every week is wrong yeah. because then you don't care about it. Right. I I don't know about all that. Right. So we do want to have these routines and these disciplines and these things we can keep going back to. And and fasting is one I think that is important for all of us. And I don't I don't do it enough. And that's one of the things I'm asking the Lord. Okay, what is a rhythm of fasting I can get on? What is that what does that mean? Right. And why should I do it? How should I do it? Because that is a great way, like yeah. you said, to really to really pull our body into subjection. Again, by saying no to our flesh and saying yes to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. I I 100% agree with that. And so really honestly guys, we just we just wanted to have this conversation and 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 we'll, we might have it again um or or get more in depth on on different subjects and topics, but just to spur our thoughts behind nutrition and hydration as a believer um within the body of Christ, you know, not according to what the world is telling us, but according to to the faith that we believe. And so um, so yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're going to wrap it up. Listen, I do want to suggest just because I'm reading it right now, but one book that I am reading is called Eat Smarter, um, by, by a man named Sean Stevenson. He's got a super good, um, health and wellness podcast. Uh, and just, just to shout out another podcast, it's called the Model Health Show. Um, and so, just he he gives really good facts and and not to give a plug but uh but yeah just that's a book that I'm reading and I think that those kind of things help in getting really getting knowledgeable um cuz I've learned that as I've walked this walk out the more that I know about food the more that I know about really not even about food about what my body needs the more that I the more that I want to do it mm-hmm. cuz if you tell me that if I if I get omega 3s 
I, I, my, my, it'll help my brain. I'm like, okay, I'm on board, you know? So I know I've got to do things like that. So just a suggestion, yeah, you know, just definitely. to make it practical. I've got a, I mean, I've got a book to throw in there Go too. Ahead. Yeah. Since we're throwing out suggestions. Yeah. So mine was Eat Smarter by Sean Stevenson. Yeah. Mine is Breaking the Stronghold of Food okay. by Dr. Michael Brown. He's going to take, it sounds like your book is going to take a bit more of a scientific, 100%. not that it's, not that it, it may be spiritual in some ways. No. But it's, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Take a more scientific approach yeah. at which is good and mm-hmm. which is necessary. Mm-hmm. And we need to, and I, and you sent me the link to his podcast and yeah. I hadn't listened to it yet. Yeah. I need to. Um, but Dr. Brown's book takes on more of a spiritual perspective of it, which is helpful too. So yeah. holding those two things together 100%. can really be beneficial. So yeah. I wanted yeah. to throw that out there as well. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, we always want to try to make it practical for you guys. But listen, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. Don't forget to um, like us on socials. Okay, follow us on. Really, you can put in at Church Voice Podcast pretty much on anything, and you'll and we'll pop up there. So, but listen, we appreciate your guys' support, and uh, and make sure that you just take some take some time this week and uh, find find whatever works for you, so that you can have the strength to be like uh, like Bonhoeffer said. So uh, again, we love you guys and we'll see you in the next episode.